Hey, it's Neville Medora from Copywriting Course here. And today we're gonna to go over eight different questions that you can ask yourself, your partners, or your employees. Now, each of these are designed as thought-provoking questions that will help your business get more clear on what you offer and how to grow. In this video, we're only gonna go over eight of the questions, but in the post in the description, there's actually 80 plus more questions you can ask yourself with blurbs and example sub-questions that you can ask yourself. So go check that out. So let's get started with the first question. Question number one, if you didn't own the company, would you buy your product? That's right, how much would you pay for that product? Would you even buy it? Would you buy the service? Would you buy the product? How could you make your product or service a complete no-brainer for your customers and ultimately for yourself? Really, if you think about it, would you buy your own product or service or do you sell it in hopes that other people will buy it but you probably wouldn't buy it? And would you specifically buy it from you or are there other alternatives out there that are better? And what would tip your offering into no-brainer territory? That means what would be a total no-brainer for people to buy this product or service from you specifically? So think about it, write it down, and see if there's any places where you can improve your product, improve your offering, and make it better than all the other alternatives out there. Question number two, and this is a good one. What outcome do you want in two years from this business? So this is an important question and an important time frame. So one year might be too little to get big results and 10 years might be a little bit too far out to predict. So ask yourself a couple of these questions. In two years, where do you want your income level to be from this business? In two years, what size could this business realistically grow to? And in two years, what other side benefits do you want from this business? Do you want larger social accounts, maybe more friends in the industry, maybe a certain number of customers? What is it? Write down those things and ruminate on it and see how you can get there within two years. In two years, you can accomplish a lot. Every year has four different quarters. It's one, two, three, four, with each with three different months in it. So imagine you have eight quarters to get to where you wanna be. I bet you can optimize everything in your business to be smooth and good and where you want it to be. Question number three, in three months, what could be the biggest change you make to your business that would get you more or better customers? So think about this. In three months, what if you had a proper podcast outreach program that gets you in front of other audiences every week? Or in three months, what if you build out a way to publish consistent content on your most effective social platform? Or what if in three months you start regularly participating in places where your ideal customers hangs out? Or what if in three months you start planning meetups for those ideal customers or doing webinars. So think about it, what can you do in three months, which is enough time to do some big changes and get a consistent program in place? Think about it, in three months, what would you want from now? Question number four, what specific pain points are you solving? And is there a demand for that solution? So sometimes businesses can flounder for a very long time if they're not solving a specific problem. So is your company actually solving a real pain point or just something that would be nice to have? Or is there actual demand for this solution? Are there any other companies selling similar stuff? A lot of times business owners will start a business thinking, no one else is doing this, I'll own the entire market. Turns out that's a bad sign because there's no demand for that solution. For example, you can sell a high quality sweater made specifically for squirrels, but there might not be enough demand to make that a full-time business. The solution just doesn't have a demand for it. On the other hand, there might be thousands of insurance agents out there already selling insurance, but this indicates that there's tons of demand to support thousands of insurance agents doing this full time. So think about it. What pain point are you solving? And is there a demand for that solution? And if not, can you go for a problem that's more prevalent in the world that you can help with? Ooh, question number five, this is a good one. You only have one hour to week to grow your business. 
what would you do during that hour that would have the most impact? So I bet you already know the answer to this. For example, I found out that reaching out to new audiences to be on video or podcast collaborations is a great way of quickly driving new business because it gets me in front of another audience and a percentage of that audience buys my product. So if I had to schedule one hour a week of something like that, it'd probably be audience building in the form of podcast interviews. So figure out the activities you do on a daily basis, and some probably have more bang for the buck than others. Can you double down on the ones that are doing really well? And finally, is there a system you can put in place to make sure these high value activities happen every week? A lot of times, especially myself, I get really excited about an activity that's a high value activity, and I do it for one week, two weeks, and then it kind of falls off the map because there's no system in place. Well, can you put a system in place that ensures that every day or every week or every month you get this activity done? That's a great thing to do. Question number six, is there a process you can do right now that could be totally automated? So humans are good at critical thinking and making decisions, but computers are really good at doing exact commands at exact certain times. Maybe there's some tech you can put in place to replace a process that you manually do. For example, I have trouble waking up in the morning and scheduling posts. So instead, I have software that automatically auto-schedules posts, that auto-schedules emails, that does it all for me. So I can write the email, write the post. Those are things that the human me is good at, and the computer me is good at auto-scheduling. So that software solution takes care of a task that I otherwise have to do manually. Another example is I used to spend so much time just scheduling meetings with people and clients, just like emails back and forth and I would drop the ball on some of them. But then I implemented a simple software solution like Calendly where someone just selects a calendar time in my schedule and it automatically schedules it for me, for them, and it automatically does all the time zones and it bypassed all that frustration, all those emails, all those times where I get an email and forget about it and forget to get back to the person or the times that I said 1 p.m. CST and they thought I meant 1 p.m. PST. Oh my God, it saves so much frustration by just automating that simple task. So I bet there's one to three processes you can do right now that can be nearly 100% automated with cheap or free software tools out there. Let me give you a quick story. I used to run houseofrave.com. It was a rave e-tailer. And I would manually copy and paste orders from my website to the fulfillment warehouse. This would take me between one and two hours a day. And I really thought that there was all these weird issues that would happen if it didn't have my attention. So I couldn't use an automated solution. So I thought it was impossible for me to outsource all this task to a computer. And I just did it myself. But instead, I found a cheap plugin that did the exact thing and it would auto load all those orders and I would just go through and improve each one or make quick changes at the end. So the task went from an hour a day or maybe two hours a day to about a minute a day. That's the power of software tools out there. Question number seven, which social network brings you the most customers? So instead of trying to half-ass all of the different social networks out there, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all at the same time by yourself, what if you were to spend all of your time dominating one? So different platforms appeal to different industries. You might wanna find yours. If you're doing B2B outreach, maybe LinkedIn is the place for you. If you're doing food blogging, maybe Instagram or Pinterest is the place for you. If you're a VC trying to get more notoriety, maybe Twitter is the place for you. So figure out the social platform that you like best and that you have a natural advantage at posting 
and can create cascading content from. So for example, if you're really bad at making videos and you really hate being on TikTok, then is trying to dominate TikTok the best thing to do for you? Maybe you should go to a place where text is your natural advantage, such as Twitter, and that would be better fit for you. And you should also see where your customers are. Are they on that specific platform or on a different platform? So which social network brings you the most customers and can you double down on that one? And finally, question number eight, what's a weird way a customer has used your product? Sometimes there's these weird edge cases that become the biggest seller of your products and can help you branch out into whole different industries that you never even thought of. So here's some examples from my first e-commerce company that sold array of equipment of all things like light up and glow things. So for example, one time a plumbing company bought 50 plus packages of finger lights used by ravers. These are the little lights that go on your finger and you trace circles with them in the air. And I called up this plumbing company to ask, I was like, uh, is, this, is this fraud? And the lady said, no, our plumbers have to climb under sinks and cabinets. And sometimes they can't see very well with their headlamp. So they put these finger lights on their fingers to light things up. I never in a million years thought that that was a use case for people. And so I wrote that on the website so people could see more value in the item that they were buying. That Now these go from just simple lights used for partying to lights that they can actually use in everyday life. It has a utility. Another example is I used to think 16 year old ravers were my target audience, but they rarely could afford more than $20 on an order and they would send 20,000 customer support emails asking me where their order was. However, 35 year old moms were buying light up stuff for their child's birthday and routinely spend 200 to $300 per order. So I started catering more to this crowd and making those products that they bought more prominent. Another example is I would start getting thousand plus dollar orders from guess who? wedding planners and party planners. So I started advertising even more heavily to that group and even going into communities where they hung out and promoting my products. So I never thought that running a rave company would morph more into a party planner company where I was selling light up and glow stuff to the likes of MTV. I sold to the Oscars one time. I sold to all these party planners, wedding planners, and then people throwing birthdays. That far outweighed the traffic and customers I got from ravers. And that all comes from question number eight of what's a weird way a customer uses your product and paying attention to that and maybe seeing, can I go into these other industries based on the actions of my customers? One more example of this, our current company copywriting course, I used to sell a course and we do these monthly office hours to help people rewrite their copy. Well, it turns out this feature was the most popular feature of all and even more popular than the courses itself. So I started doing them every week and we even created an entire community just to rewrite people's copy. And it turned out I couldn't do it all myself. So I had to hire writers to help out and then other community members helped out. And now copywriting course is more than just a course, but actually a community where people get their copy rewritten. And that was all just by looking at the edge cases of what people wanted from the product. So I hope you enjoyed these questions. And guess what? You can get 80 plus more of questions just like this. I've made a post called the business questions to ask yourself that has 80 plus more of these questions along with a little blurb and more sub questions to ask for each one. There's so many solid questions here. I mean, you could spend weeks just going through these. And to make this a little easier, I even made a business question generator for these. So this business question generator will auto load one of these random questions from the list and you write it out right there. It will get you to poke and prod at your brain to think about how to grow your business or optimize your business. And you can even generate three more questions by clicking on the button and it'll come up with three more questions for you to implement. So go ahead, try it out. And if you need some help implementing these questions into actual strategy, join our copywriting course. Get help from myself and other professionals. My name is Neville Medora and I will talk to you later.